Good everyone and welcome to today's Living Life. This scene uh, in today's passage is a scene of our home, a picture, a beautiful picture of our home, our final resting place uh, where we will rest alive forever because when we say, you know, resting place, final resting place, we usually mean a grave, right? As in RIP, rest in peace. Now we will rest in peace alive for all eternity in this picture, uh, in this place that we read about today. And I remember, you know, reading this passage many years ago. I don't remember whether I was doing QT or just reading through the Bible, but I remember reading this and thinking and kind of being hit by this picture of the new Jerusalem coming down and it says out of heaven, down out of heaven. Because, you know, we, uh, at least I, always thought of heaven as a place that we go to especially go up to, right? The stairway to heaven always goes up, right? So, I mean, there may be different theories or ideas, interpretations about, is it like a middle heaven and then a final heaven? I don't know, we won't go there. But, you know, we always kind of, I've always thought of going up to heaven. But here we see the picture of the new Jerusalem coming down, our eternal home coming down out of heaven. Isn't that beautiful? Let's read the passage and then we'll continue. Revelations chapter 21, verses 1 through 8. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look! God's dwelling place is now among the people, and He will dwell with them. They will be His people, and God Himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then He said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. As I was reading and meditating on this passage in preparation, I felt like this was the picture of the true Garden of Eden. You know, how and what God envisioned for us and, you know, in being with us all along from the beginning. 
And going through this passage, I'm also going to apply the three questions uh, that I talked about two days ago and that I encourage you to use you know, daily in your devotionals. First question, what do I learn about God in this passage? Second, what is God doing in this passage? Number three, what does God want me to do in this passage? The first question, uh, you know, what is God like? What do we learn about God? And the word intimate comes to mind for me. Reading verses three and four, we see words like along with. They are very deeply emotional words and picture that we see, and it um, appeals to, it connects to the deep emotional aspects of humanity. We see and learn that God is intimate and, uh, and gentle at the same time. Now, it's not just mere close proximity, as in, you know, he comes and he's with us in the same room or very close to us, but you know, extremely gentle by, you know, extremely gentle in the way and what he does by any standards. It says here that he wipes away every tear, right? Wipes away. This is the most intimate, but also at the same time, the softest kind of action and touch, right? You know, to wipe some, wipe away someone's, you know, you see it in movies, right? You, like the guy or the girl, you know, just kind of wipes it with a thumb or like a back of the head. It's a very genteel, action that just you know screams of intimacy love uh, and, and gentleness kindness compassion everything and this is the picture of God that we see in today's passage now this intimate and gentle God also sits on a throne and the throne naturally embodies sovereignty and ruling rule um, his rulership if that's a word. Um, you know, yesterday I talked about the all-everything God. God is all-everything. He is all-powerful, all-knowing. Um, you know, He is everywhere, you know, all-righteous and so many things. He is all-everything at the same time, all the time. And that is what we see today as well. And what do you notice about the tone uh, in verses 5 to 7? As it says, I am making everything new. It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The <clears throat> thirsty will drink freely from the springs of um, the water of life. The victorious will inherit all blessings. What is the tone? It is final. It is authoritative. It is stamped, sealed, and delivered. It is done. It is finished. Exactly as Jesus said on the cross. And this fin finality is true also for those who do not inherit the blessing. In verse 8, we see the opposite. The, the fate of the people is, into, uh, is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Now, there is no coming back, right? There is no coming back from, you know, a lake of burning sulfur. You go in, you are melted, you are disintegrated, you are nothing. The finality for the blessing uh, the sense of finality that is for the blessing is also true of those uh, who are judged and condemned. So then, what is God saying and what is God doing in this passage? Now, despite the future tense that we see in verses 3 to 4, the will, the word will, words will, God is not promising or even declaring, but He is doing and He is being. Judgment has been passed already, as we read in yesterday's passage, uh, and it is, you know, uh, passed according to people's books, but it is, it is accounted for in the book, the book of life. Um, all people are thrown into the lake of fire with Satan, uh, those people who are, whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. Whom is God and His people together, right? Not just declaring and promising, but being 
He is living with them. They are his people. He wipes away every tear from their eye for the very last time because there is no longer any death, no or sorrow or crying or pain because it, they are all gone. Everything is new and finished. God is doing and God is being right there. And it's exactly what John, uh, what Jesus uh, said in John chapter 16, verse 33. And I'm reading from the NLT. It, um, it says, Jesus said, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So what does God want us uh, to do from and about all of this? Right. Again, I'd like you to answer this for yourself. And again, pause this video, right? I would really like you to do it, not just encourage you, but I would really like you to pause this video. Take even just a minute. What does God want me to do? Right? Don't let what I say spoil what the Holy Spirit wants to tell you today through this passage. All right? But for me, uh, what Jesus said in John uh, 16, 33 really remains with me. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Not peace because of me, but peace only within me. All of what I see God is like is only in Christ, because home is in Christ. As we end thinking about what God wants us to do from this passage, um, peace in Christ alludes to the possibility of chaos outside Christ. But the scripture and even experience tells us that this is not just a possibility, but it is the truth. Outside of Christ, there is no peace, there is chaos. In Christ, there is peace. Looking at the final destination, sometimes it's easy to forget or disregard the journey and you know the in-between. Right? But have your trials and sorrows on this earth? Take heart and find peace in Christ, who has overcome the world. He has overcome the world to guarantee us and to take us home. He guarantees us home for all eternity with God. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word uh, that gives us life, Lord, uh, gives us eternal life, guarantees us, and, and today even shows us eternal life and our eternal home with you. We thank you for that picture. And I pray that you will strengthen us, those of us, um, whether we are in Korea, uh, in the mission field, in America, Australia, wherever we may be, uh, living, teaching, learning, uh, growing. Help us to take heart and to be in you, to remain in you always, and to fight and resist the temptation uh, that will try to pull us away and out outside of your Son, Jesus Christ. Help us to remain in your Son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This program is created
CGM World, 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 CGM World,